believe them when they tell you stories. It did happen. We have no reason to fabricate this, this stuff. The good thing now is that everybody has a camera. Everybody has a movie camera. So it isn't a matter of just taking a picture, all oh, that picture's out of context. You know, eight minutes and 46 seconds of a, a policeman with a knee in somebody's neck is pretty clear. Welcome to Love Your Neighbor. In this episode, Reverend Ann Kirchmeyer speaks with Melvin Farabee. Welcome, friends. This is Saturday, August the 8th, and I am just delighted to be here with my friend Melvin Farabee. Melvin is a native of Norfolk, Virginia. He earned his Bachelor's of Aerospace Engineering from Georgia Tech. He has a Master's of Science in Applied Mathematics from William and Mary. And so he is, as he will say, a rocket scientist. When people say it's not rocket science, it is rocket science for Melvin. Melvin is currently the Director of Systems Analysis and Advanced Concepts at NASA Langley Research Center. He was the third African-American to achieve senior executive status in Langley's first 102 years. Before he was appointed to the systems analysis job, Melvin was the Director of Diversity and Equal Opportunity at Langley. Melvin and his wife live in Hampton, Virginia. They are the proud parents of three adult children, a lawyer, an emergency room doctor, and a PhD student in computational biology. And all three of those children went through St. Andrew's Episcopal School. Melvin and his wife are also the proud grandparents of four fabulous grandchildren. Melvin is a member of St. Vincent de Paul Catholic Church in Newport News. And I know Melvin because for two or three years, we worked pretty closely together. Melvin was the chair of the board of trustees for St. Andrew's Episcopal School. And we've been through lots of difficult meetings together, Melvin. Things that I appreciate about you are your grace under fire and your collaborative nature. In 2000, I think it was 17, we did an Episcopal School Sunday service at church and Melvin and I together did a joint sermon that day. I, I found the text of it just today. So I've been doing this series talking to friends of mine who are people of color and trying to get a sense of what the perspective is like from somebody who doesn't look like me as we, we're navigating for, I think for white people, maybe some new awareness of things that have of course been happening for a very long time. So that's kind of a, the background setting. So Melvin, I'm so glad and grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. And with that introduction, how are you? Uh, I am. I am well. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, to uh, have this this conversation with with you. It just shows how um, uh, forward forward looking you are in uh, uh, trying to uh, solve the what what we're trying trying to get a conversation going between 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 races. And I think communication is absolutely ev everything. So how I feel. I'm kind of okay, uh, uh, given, you know, uh, at the beginning of this year, it was Ahmad Aubrey, then Brianna Ta 
Taylor and then George Floyd, and then everybody kind of lost their minds, and then it became Rashad Brooks in Atlanta. And, and uh, these incidents, although I thought, you know, well, it isn't rocket science, it does wear on my, on my psyche. Uh, it, um, uh, I worry about my sons. Uh, I, I know every Black person, every Black parent has had a conversation with their, their uh, kids. If the police stop, uh, stop you, your strategy is to survive the encounter. It is not to argue. It is not to do anything but survive. Mom and dad and lawyers will help you if you should get into trouble, but do whatever the uh, policeman says. And, and, and for those in law enforce, enforcement, it really bothers me that, that uh, there are some bad apples who believe that just because one has authority, they're superior. And that's absolutely the wrong, the wrong, the wrong tech. You have authority. We respect the uh, authority. But um, I'll never forget, uh, I did work with Katherine Johnson when she was still working at Langley. And she told me, Melvin, you are no better than anyone else. And anyone else is no better than you. So if, if you just go through life, I am not. I am not better than anyone, and no one is better than than me. I think we can all we can all live a lot a lot better. So I'll I'll just leave it there because this there is a emotion coming up with well, with with uh, this. Melvin, uh, of course there is. I mean I, that yeah. makes such sense. Yeah. So you've started talking about this already, but just kind of what is the current situation like for you, for your family? I mean, you talked about your, your sons being worried about them and also for your congregation. And I don't know the racial makeup of your congregation. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I will start. St. Saint, Saint Vincent is about 50, 50. And, wow. and, and we are, we are actually a very loving co uh, com com community. So uh, well, as as all par as all par par parishes. Uh, however, um, uh, uh, so uh, we we can have these conversations in real time uh, during during church uh, 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 outside of uh, church, be, be, uh, before church. You know where where someone would come. Hey, Melvin. I was going to make uh, a joke about uh, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, uh, voter suppression, and we kind of go like, "No, don't do that! <laughs> no, no, for God's sake, don't do do that. That just sounds tone tone deaf." Right. But uh, I, then there is, uh, but with my uh, when it comes to law enforcement, and uh, I, I, I will share this story because this one is what is is building up. Mm -hmm. uh, there, I I run. I run early in the morning. I, I, I get up at 3.30. I, I, I step out the, out the door at 4. And my goal is to get back in the house by 5 o'clock. And that is warm up, run through, uh, 5K, and cool down and get back in the house by 5 o'clock. Now, 
Yes, it's three miles and almost an hour, but it is, uh, I run, I run about as fast as a turtle moving through peanut butter. <laughs> and uh, uh, so at, so I finished my first mile at 417 and in my neighborhood, there is this big, there is this big circle. And, and uh, so you, you go in one side and a mile later, you, you come out the, uh, the other side. So mm-hmm. at 417, I'm passing a mile. I know this because I've run this every day for three years. And then there's a guy that is walking the sidewalk on the opposite side of the street. There, then as I'm running, I, there's a second guy that comes out from behind a car and he walks across my path and I'm kind of going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Uh, I've got, you know, I've got a high-end pair of earphones on. I've got a cell phone. They can beat me up. What am I going to do? I'm not going to outrun them. That's for sure. <laughs> so uh, I, I ran. I, I just kept running. They didn't bother me. I didn't bother them. I know they were breaking into cars. I just know they were breaking in, in into cars. So as I'm running, I get out of their sight and I'm thinking I could stop and call the police. So, and this is, this is a, a, a Memorial Day. George Floyd was, was, was killed the day after Memorial Day. Uh, this was the Wednesday after Memorial Day. I just saw that and I'm kind of going, okay, if I call and the police come into the neighborhood, depending upon which end of the circle they come in, they're either going to see the black guy running, me, or the two white guys who may have run off. I don't know. But then also, if they catch the two, the, uh, two guys, are they going to retaliate the next time I run at four o'clock in the morning? Because they know that it was that guy who they passed. So, uh, so I chose not to do anything. I just kept running by myself. So I come back into, into, my, into my office and uh, about nine o'clock in the morning, I'm on the neighborhood chat, uh, chat room and it's blowing up. My car was 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 ransacked. My car was broken in into, and I made the mistake of saying I was out at four seventeen in the morning. It was two guys. I I know their their heights, but I didn't do anything. I I I I told him that, and you would have thought that that I had just confessed to a, a murder. Well, you should have called. You should have called. You should have called. However, I'm black. I'm sorry. I, I, I could have been the guy that they would have beat up. The police would, would, would have a beat, beat up. So it is more self-preservation as, as much as, as, as it is not being a neighbor. So, um, so wow. uh, that, that has bothered me for, for uh, quite a while. Absolutely. And, yeah. 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 So, so, and I'm thinking about that. Okay. I've got a 33 year old son, a 31 year old son. They have had uh, uh, run-ins with, with the police and I just don't, you know, for nothing, for nothing. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I, my, uh, the oldest one is, is a law student. 
They just stopped him because he was in an old car. Five Austin, Texas police cars come and surround him. And, and he says, I'm a law student. I'm going home after studying late. And um, I, 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 so the cops start, start quizzing him on jurors procedure. <laughs> Good thing he was a second year law, law yeah. student. He kind of knew this, this, this stuff. But, you know, it's just, it's just kind, kind of crazy. I, I don't know. It really, it, it, and, and then Michael, the, the uh, uh, doctor, he's a, um, you know, he's, he's on the front line of the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. So, so, so you worry about him all the time that he could catch the virus, the virus, but then he's a, he's a black kid in downtown Washington, DC. Mm -hmm. you know, so when, when, when he is stopped, there, no one looks at the letters behind his name. No one uh, uh, asks ask him, what's your, what's your education? Mm -hmm. All I see is you are a person of color and you may or may not be inferior to me. Right, right. So those are the things that I think about that affect my productivity as a, a leader, I talk this out with my leadership team, just sort of show you, hey, if I am testy, it's not because of you, it is because of, of what's, going, or what's go going on. And we try to talk about it, we try to help our folks, uh, uh, our em employees deal, uh, deal with it. But you know, what are, the, what are the conversations that the white parents having with their kids Right. You know, cons considering uh, black parent parents are just trying to teach survival skills. Mm -hmm. And I that's, was, go, 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 go on, go on. I was gonna say, I was on a webinar yesterday where the speakers were, um, there were two black women uh, priests and an Indian woman and then a white man and it was, it was being um, facilitated by a white woman. And one of the black women said that she serves a church which is predominantly white and she's in Georgia and that when George Floyd was killed, was murdered, um, she could not function. She just said to her church, I need some time. I can't take care of you right now because I am so devastated by this happening. And um, so I'm, I'm just thinking about when you said, you know, if you say to your coworkers, I'm testy, doesn't have anything to do with you. But I mean, for us to, to, to hear that, to hear what that's like, that, that that could be you or the reason that you understandably didn't make a phone call was so that you wouldn't be the target in a way that somebody with white skin doesn't have to worry about you know, in that same way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Thank you, Melvin. The next question was, how have you personally experienced racism? And again, you've, you've already talked some about that, but experiences that you oh, So uh, I, I, I actually listened to all of, all of the, the uh, videos before, before, before this. And, and I think it was one of your, uh, your uh, Episcopal priests. I think it was the one in uh, Petersburg, no, 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 no. This this was the Baptist minister. That was the Hampton detective. Um, uh, I, and and he said, "Well, I got three hours." 
Yes, Charles Cheek yeah. said that. I got a, I got a whole list. So I, I got three. I have, I have three. They're really quick. First, the first uh, uh, encounter with racism was when I was about six years old. So this was in the early 60s, <clears throat> Norfolk. There was a um, department store and I had to go to the rest, the restroom. And, and at, so my mom let me go. She didn't take me in, into her rest, restroom. She, 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 let, she let me go. So I, I go and there are two doors. One is men and the other one is colored men. So I'm kind of looking, all right, I'm colored. So I go into the colored men's room and it was like a janitor's closet. I didn't see a sink. I didn't see, I frankly didn't see a toilet. But then I went into the men's room and it was like, okay, this is what I'm used to at home. Right. So I start using the room and then of course, someone comes in and they politely escort me out. And my mother is coming to find out why is it taking me so long to come back and 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 she kind of goes non-linear on on the guy, just taking hands off of my son, yada 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 yada. You know, he didn't know any better. And so that was the first. Wow. But as I went through uh, 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 high school, uh, I was it was my senior year. I was a football a player. And at the time, I had made up my mind, I'm going to Georgia Tech. I've told everybody I'm going to Georgia Tech. My parents had, had, had decided, okay, we're going to send you to Georgia, to Georgia Tech. Mm -hmm. My guidance counselor sends a student down to pull me out of class in order to go talk to the neighbor, to, the, uh, to West Point. And I said, no, I'm going to Georgia Tech. So they go back and he sends the, he sends the um, uh, student again. He really wants you to come. And I'm going, I really don't want to go. And, and, and uh, so finally, my football coach comes and, and pulls me out and says, look, when I tell you to come, you should jump. And, and it's, uh, I don't want to go to Georgia. I don't want to go to West Point. Now, this has nothing to do with military or anything. I don't want to go to West Point. I want to. I want to be an. I want to be a hell of an engineer at the Rambling Wreck from Georgia Tech. So, uh, so, 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 so he, he says, "Well, where do you think you are? You are going?" I said, "I'm going to Georgia Tech." He says, "You're not going to go to Georgia Tech. You're from. You're from downtown Norfolk. The kids at downtown Norfolk are good for nothing. You know, if you don't go where I tell you to go, you aren't going anywhere at all. You're going to go to a community college somewhere in North in North Carolina and be absolutely nothing." Now. Okay, I promised Jesus that I was going to, I was going to uh, one day come back and smack him across the face with my success. <laughs> and uh, uh, so, uh, and I got a chance to do that. Good. Uh, 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 that uh, smile. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and, but, but, but what was even worse was, was that, was, was that, you know, I, I said, hey, you know, I was one of your football ball, uh, players back in 1976. And and I work for NASA now, and I'm I'm this, I'm that, and I've done I've done these these things. And he goes, "Oh, you're one of my success stories." You know, I'm kind of going like, "Where's a gun?" Wow. Because, <laughs> yeah, 
so so I so that was that was number num, number two. Then number three, uh, I was a budding in, engineer. This is like my uh, first year as a full time person at uh, NASA, and I walk into a um, a uh, conference room, and I'm about to give the presentation. So I have view I have view charts, and these are the great big slides you put on an overhead projector, mm -hmm. and also I put them down. And then this, this guy who was in, in the audience, he gives me the trash can. So I, uh, my, my uh, boss, he sees this happens and he knows what I was about to do with, with the uh, trash can. And uh, he said, Mel, the, the uh, uh, janitor is outside. Go, go ahead and, and, and dump the uh, trash, come back in and start your presentation. So, um, so I, I went out, I, I, put, I, I put it down and uh, started the, the uh, presentation. And afterwards, you know, this, this particular gentleman went, I'm sorry. Well, he should have never, he should have never done that to, to be, begin with. So, I, I, so, so this is a, a good segue to uh, uh, my last story. And this is when, when, we did the, uh, when, when we did the joint sermon on the Episcopal School Day, that was the same day that you introduced Lorna as your new as as your associate priest, rector, priest, yeah, minister, associate rector, yeah, as associate rector. So everybody said, "Hi, Lorna! Congratulations! Welcome!" Yada yada yada. So we were outside. We were outside, and we were shaking hands. You know, I, I, you know, there were a lot of parents from 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 the school and teachers, and then I had a bunch of NASA friends that uh, that that were there, but there were quite a few parishioners that came up to me and shook my hand and congratulated, you know, Lorna's a wonderful person. You are, you are, um, you know, you're lucky to have her. And they thought that I was married to Lorna. Uh -huh. And I'm kind of going like, uh, uh, so did you not hear the sermon? Did you not hear the introductions? We are not together but you know, so so it, it you know people talk about microaggressions and and you know it's just little things that dig at at you it is it's well-meaning but you know it's just like you really don't care that you're heard what you what you know you really didn't care to listen to the words that came out of our mouths you just put us together as a, as a, a couple, and I can only think it's because it's the color of our skin. So, so, so I just would like, I would have a conversation with people of color, just have a conversation. And as Lorna said, believe them when, when believe the folks when they, when, when, uh, when, when they tell you uh, 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 stories, you know? So, so that, that's, that that's all I really want to say. Uh, uh, I can say a whole lot more. I can say a whole, <laughs> whole, a whole lot. I mean, you lot and Charles more. Cheek, and I'm sure the others too could fill a. Yeah, you know, yeah one okay, one more. I I, I promise. Um, my daughter. So uh, this was while she was at St. Anne and Andrews, mm -hmm. and there was a parent who came up to me, and 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 they said, my son was so impressed with how smart your daughter is. 
So I said, thank you. Cut the, com the conversation. What I heard was your son is in, it, your son's level of expectation of my daughter right, it's was so low that mm -hmm. she exceeded it. Mm -hmm. That's what I heard. Well-meaning, it mm -hmm. was, I'm sure it was well-meaning. It was probably part of a conversation starter, but you sent me right off the, you sent me right off the re the reservation. I'm re you know, I, I am thinking, well, I know that your child is too dumb to make any other, any, any, any other assessment. You know, I just couldn't believe that these words came out of her mouth. And, but it was well-meaning. So the best way to say it, just thank you and leave it alone. And, and, and Michelle is, is digging her um, fingernails in my arm <laughs> so that it doesn't, it doesn't go any further than, than uh, uh, that. So, okay, I am done. I'm also, that's, you know what, that's helpful because I'm thinking that, so however that sounded to the white person saying it, the two people of color hearing it, I mean, Michelle didn't say anything, but she was digging in your arm because of the way it was impacting her and you. She, you know, she didn't mm -hmm. want you to say anything, but wow. Thank you, Melvin. I'm, I'm sorry about the, you know, the, the times that St. Andrews, uh, you know, One more thing, one more thing. Okay, don't apologize. Just don't apologize. Uh, 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 Amistad, 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 the movie, mm -hmm. uh, the slave ship, about the slave, the slave ship, and um, okay, it was a pretty dark and, and, and gloomy, move, move, depressing move, movie. So I have so many people come to, to me and just say, Melvin, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry this happened to your people. Pe uh, pe people and as, oh okay again you go kind of like thank you but what i am i am hearing well how i interpreted that is at first you're not the you're not the sports the spokesperson for the white race mm -hmm. i am not i am not the person uh, uh, uh rep representing the black the black race you know okay it was tough it was it was depressing I can un I can understand stand that, but you don't have to apologize to 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 me for uh, for uh, 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 that. It's it's okay, you know. We 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 have the we, you know we we understand we are understand what's hap happening, and we understand that that you have a you want to be an ally, however. It's okay for you to make mistakes. That's good. It's okay to have. Yeah, it's okay to make a mistake. We will help you. We will help you. You know, nope, that's not what you really want to say. Nope, that's 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 not the strategy you wanna you wanna take. However, you know, if you try this particular way, you'll get further. In, in the conversation, and we know you're trying. We know you're 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 uh, uh, trying. So so uh, uh, it it so there, there there never should be like, gee, I'm sorry that this happened to your people, because that's okay. Well, what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. 
That's, thank you. That's tremendously helpful. And so, in fact, you've already kind of started. The next question is, what can white Christians do to be allies for you? Anything in particular you'd like to say to us? Well, so one of them is, you're going to make mistakes, and that's okay. I mean, that's what I hear you saying. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Have a, have a conversation. Have a conversation with a person of color. I, 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 we know you're going to make a mistake. Heck, we're going to make mis mistakes. The folks of of uh, color, you know. Uh, uh, one one was uh, uh, oh, uh, I went to a Southern Bap Baptist church back in in the seventies, uh, and and I thought that I was uh, I I don't know. I thought that I was a uh, people must have thought I was a, a terrorist. Now I was invited. I uh, uh, it was my uh, buddy and I. We went and uh, we uh, sat with a couple of our classmates. And, and we were not welcome at all. And then, and then the, uh, so that was 1975-ish. And then in 1995, the Southern Baptist Convention issued a re uh, 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 resolution on racial reconciliation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, well, you know, the, Baptist, the Southern Baptist Convention, we were kind of built on the on the backs of a slave slavery, and we have mistreated uh, African Americans for a long, long time, and we're not going to do that any anymore. But because of that, because of that instance at that church twenty years prior, uh, prior mm -hmm. you'll never get me to go into a a, a a Southern Baptist church again. Be, you know, the apology, the resolution has is not accepted. I because of the way I was treated. So I don't have to put myself in in that position any anymore. So, um, uh, but have a conversation with with uh, with a person of color. Believe them when they tell you stories. It did happen. We have no reason to fabricate this this stuff. Yes, uh, the good thing now is that everybody has a, a camera. Everybody has a movie camera. So, so it isn't a matter of just taking a picture. All oh, that picture's out of con con context. You know, eight minutes and forty six seconds of a of a policeman stand, uh, with a knee in somebody's neck is pretty is mm -hmm. pretty clear. Yeah. So, uh, 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 but I would also say, don't say you're not racist. You really got to be anti racist. You've got to stand. You've got to stop it where it starts. Somebody says something, you know. If it ain't right as a Christian, then say something up, about it, you know. And there are and there are times when when I might not be able to make that statement. I need you to make that uh, that uh, that a statement as uh, one of your uh, uh, one of your inner interviewees, we have been marching forever, but now yep. young white folks are now <laughs> engaged in marching, you know, uh, the, uh, you know, let the children lead. So. Yep. Yep. Great. Yeah. That's really helpful. Thank you. So then what, if anything, gives you hope these days? That's a uh, tough, 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 we're, we are, it's, it's, it's family. Uh, is family, is ed is education, it is com is com is conversation. People are actually willing to have a conversation now, 
with a person of color. People are actually starting to believe the stories that are uh, are uh, going going on. It is uh, uh, as a Catholic, we we see the face of God in everyone we meet. So there's a lot of times where it's pretty hard to do that. Yes. It's yes. pretty hard to, to do that, but, but, but you've got to, you have to allow good intent. So, so uh, uh, the hope is that there are enough good people out there willing now to uh, stand up and, 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 and take the mantle and, and, and take a shield and go and fight this systemic uh, uh, race, racism that is in that's, that's still here in the uh, the uh, country everything did not every all problems weren't solved when when uh, barack obama took the uh, oath of office you know so uh you know we we got we got to get we got to continue to get into good the good trouble just like john john lewis said mm -hmm. just continue to get into uh, you know get into the uh, good trouble that's great marching orders for us from john yeah. lewis and, and from you so we're going to end with a, a time of prayer, and I'll start, and then you'll pray, and then if you could just lead us into the Lord's Prayer, that would be okay. Great. Okay. Holy God, I thank you so much for my brother Melvin, for his candor, his vulnerability, his graciousness in taking and making the time to have this conversation. I pray that I and the others who are able to hear his words will learn from him and take to heart his advice, remember his stories, and especially that we may strive with Melvin to see your face, Jesus, and all of those around us. And in those times when hope may seem hard to come by, gracious God. We pray to you for hope and for help. Dear Lord and uh, Savior, uh, bless this day. Bless the work that this church is doing in fostering greater understanding between, between the, the, the uh, races. We, we, we truly need your hand to come and touch each one of us and provide us with the understanding and the love that is needed such that we can stop this 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 evil that is uh that is lurking uh throughout the world seeking the ruin of of uh, souls so and as you uh, do do this we would like to pray uh the uh, in the words in which you taught us our Father, Father who, who art in heaven, heaven give us this day, thy kingdom come, come, thy will be done, done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the, the power, power and the glory, and glory forever. forever and ever. Amen. So, listener, 
What are you thinking and feeling right now? What did Melvin say that struck you? He started off by talking about a system in which he does not have the privilege of knowing that it will always help him. It is not going to assume that he is the innocent bystander, how he has to teach that to his children. Like Lorna in the last episode, Melvin also talked about the everyday incidences of racism, what he called microaggressions. There may not be malevolent intent behind them, but they are symptoms of a flawed society that influences our experiences and perspectives, which leads to those microaggressive assumptions. Melvin said, be anti-racist. Think about your daily life. What assumptions do you make? Where do they come from? Recognize when you're assuming and not listening. Be aware. Does it have to take eight minutes and 46 seconds to believe someone's story? Thank you for listening, and thank you for following and sharing Love Your Neighbor. This show is produced by St. Andrew's Episcopal Church, Newport News, Virginia.